hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. Yes, we are staying at home. We are respecting what our government officials have said, but we miss all of you guys. But this is True Hill Heat 67. The Pro Wrestling Spotlights presents True Hill Heat 67. We are not live. We are you know, we are from our collective homes on, on Skype, kind of filming and stay at home on YouTube is a really big thing. So we are respecting it and we are following in that trend. So to my to my across from me and from where I view, uh, <laughs> to my left. We got the lovely, the beautiful, the bottle girl of the True Hills, the princess of all the True Hills herself, the host of SmackDown with the Lynches, Miss Chrissy Love. That's like my black, my background, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Burr, 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 burr. Give her, give her the chompa. <laughs> <laughs> and then to to my right. And, and of course, he has Titans on his wall. I told you guys, if you, if you don't remember our old True Hill Heats, I told you, he has Titans on his wall. He's a diehard. He is the resonant True Hill alcoholic. <laughs> the True Hill alcoholic himself, top guy JJ. Oh, yeah, and you already know, not coming alone. I brought my friends with me. <laughs> He brought some friends to the show. He brought some friends to the show. But yes, we. this is True Hill Heat 67. This is our very, very special <laughs> WrestleMania. Keeping the tradition going, you know. Still keeping the tradition. Got my putting the ice in the cups as usual, you know. That stuff doesn't change no matter where we are. Coronavirus, you can suck my dick. You know, I'm just, you know, just like. But still, cheers, cheers. Salud to the, to the True Hills. Yes. But we're gonna be talking about oh, every. Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you guys cheers. I want to finish the intro first. You know, he always interrupts me, even when we're not in the same room. So <laughs> we are previewing WrestleMania 36. We're gonna be talking about Week 25 ratings for the Wednesday Night Wars, as well as a whole bunch of cancellations and changes regarding WrestleMania Week. And we're gonna break down the entire. The entire both nights because WrestleMania is too big for just one night this year for WrestleMania 36. Yo, it should it should be too big for TV. It should just be canceled. That's what I've been, I've been saying this from the get go. Too big for just one June. night. <laughs> yeah, people put that in a damn promos. Stupid. Like the fact that that's a night. Yeah, I was over it when I heard Paul Heyman do that. We, I'm like, come on, oh god! What? Yeah, like even Paul Heyman, like shit. I know he's a he's an advocate promoter and will help them with their cause, but damn, they even got you, Paulie. Hey, he's yeah, the he's the yes. he even got you, Paulie. He's the showrunner for for uh, Monday Night Raw, so he's been doing this thing. We'll get into and, that as well. But we got to start off. Man. Even though we're not live, we've got to start off every True Hill Heat the same, where we talk about our True Hill roll call. This is everyone that's contributing to our YouTube channel, to the True Hill page, True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram. A couple of the True Hills that we got to shout out. We got uh, 
the, our first of all, we got our True Hill Trinity, our top three conversation starters. Coming in at number three, once again, is New Japan officiato James Wims. We got number two, the host of the Romeo Report. Yes, the Romeo Report is on MIA, but he's still contributing to our group page. It is Romeo Anthony Cologne. And coming in at number one, I think this is like 20 True Hill Heat straight, is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. A couple of the True Hills that we got to shout out. We got Ted Williams. Arturo Jr. Ace, uh, Larry Turner, Joel Morales, Julio Marquez, uh, Lamont McFarlane, YouTube subscribers. We got a couple of new subscribers to the YouTube channel. Pablo Bronson, shout out to him. Jermaine Loggins and Tim. Shouts out to all of you guys. Shouts out to everyone that's been commenting and liking me and Chrissy Love's uh, Dark Side of the Ring reviews. We'll get into Top Guy JJ's thoughts, but I know me and Chrissy kind of broke it down. How did you How did you feel about all that feedback we've been getting about our reviews? And uh, your your <laughs> I know you you had quite the opinion of New Jack, your uncle, your uncle Jerome Rome. But uh, what was your What's been the feedback to the videos that we did with our reviews? Chrissy. He's talking to you, Chrissy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, JJ, my bad. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, but he said the videos we did. We did. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> Anywho, whatever. Um, <laughs> New Jack is my uncle, for sure. Um, the Chris Benoit one was amazing. Like I said, I, like I said on the video, uh, on the video, I am a documentary junkie. I love documentaries, so it was all in me. I was all ready for all that tea from the Chris Benoit one. And the man that had all the receipts, what was his name? Hold on, I got to go back to my notes. The uh, attorney. No, Matthew. Matthew, Matthew Randazzo, the author. Randazzo, yep. The author. Mr. Receipts. Mr. Receipts. Mr. Receipts. Awesome. Love him. He had all the paper. He had, went through all her text messages and telling them about how Chris was on all of that, on the steroids and everything. Um also uh chris Mo nowinski the doctor the phd dude former wrestler from a, former the harvard wrestler. graduate uh so chrissy did an excellent job with our reviews we got a shout out uh from true hill heat 65 kayfabe abs own richie moon shout out to him hey, for contributing guy, to, man. to, to true yeah, hill man. heat uh 65 mr mike check himself uh richie Word. moon so we start off every True Hill Heat uh, with the roll call, and then we move into what we missed. So we haven't been on True Hill Heat since True Hill Heat 66. These two beautiful people definitely covered for me. Well, one beautiful person and then top guy, JJ. Um, so they covered for <laughs> me. Yeah, right the first time. They they, 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 covered, they they covered for me because I've been at home taking care of the baby's newfound father. So what we missed, we missed a lot in the last two weeks. But we'll start off with Dark Side I of the Rings. Been, being I two weeks, I feel like forever. I want to start off with asking, how is Harlem and SP4? Harlem and SP4 are great. They are growing. They are getting big. Well, Harlem is not great. She is a little bit of a diva, and she doesn't like to sleep at regular <laughs> times of night, which keeps her, her, her mother up because I'm kind of a, a dead sleeper a lot, but I take care of the, oh, the morning morning afternoon and until like 2 a.m. The hours of 2 a.m. to 7 a.m., I'm kind of out. But <laughs> other I mean, than that, it kind of makes sense that you're following in the footsteps of the Undertaker because you're definitely sleeping in your prime. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that five hours. That, that five hours of sleep. Yeah, I'm sleeping in my prime. You're ridiculous. But anywho, me and Chrissy got to talk about Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Benoit, and New Jack. We haven't heard Top Guy JJ thoughts. So before we get into all the wrestling weekly shows that we've been checking out, what was your thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring? Chris Benoit uh, episode scores the highest rating ever for uh, Viceland's entire. Uh, uh, channel and New Jack episode was slightly down, but wow. it's been definitely it was been definitely critically acclaimed. It's definitely a lot of people have been uh, giving praise to both documentaries. What was your thoughts on both? Well, um, first, just to cover the ratings piece really quick, I don't see any any inkling with the ratings when it comes to New Jack or Benoit, just because Chris Benoit's story was so sought after. People wanted to know what was going on. Not a lot of people knows New Jack, so people were just following that story just to find out who he was and the fact that the show was good. Yep. Um, but the Chris Benoit thing was something that that was literally to me the best thing I have ever seen. It's come to covering a wrestler. Like they followed it. They went, and I don't want to take as much time as the because you guys have a full full uh, cover story on the documentary. Y'all should definitely go check that out if you haven't seen it. One of the first things I did was just compliment how awesome of a job that they have done on covering it. If you haven't seen it, they literally went and covered both hours. Mm -hmm. Um. But my 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 thoughts was just how well done it were, like how it went from the beginning of his life and then how it went into the Eddie Guerrero story and just hearing each person's intellect on it. And they got the perfect people to cover it. Like the fact that they got Eddie, they got they got Vicky on there. They got Chris Jericho, which I I cannot ever say enough about that man. Like he is up. like he's life's savior. Like that dude is, he, the dude is his wrestling's savior. Like he is he's a a gift of a gift from God to the wrestling world. Um the fact that he was able to somehow get Nancy and, and David back together after that troubling experience. And what I got out of it is that no one really understood what David went through during that whole process and just outcasted him. We said and, that, yep. He like the, it, like it was his fault that his dad did what he did, and it was you know I, a lot of the stuff I think we knew about it and just in in summary I just think that what my solo opinion about it was I just believe that Chris Benoit died when Eddie died, and that's and that like, was basically Chrissy's Chrissy's uh, synopsis of the whole like document. He, like there was no life for him after that. Like there was nothing to live for. Like there was he just everything was just going to work. Everything mm -hmm. was just about work. It was mm -hmm. work, um, having to go home and deal with his family because that's what it started to become. Uh, it started to become chores. It wasn't yeah. a passion anymore. His passion yeah. left, and the fact that it was taken so suddenly. It's not like Eddie Guerrero was dying. He died. Insulin. Like just, literally just, he saw yeah. him in the hotel. He walked right by him. And then when he wakes up in the morning, he gets a call and his best and friend the is back in their journeys that the fact that the that those two and Malenko had such a shared story and then they became brothers. Yeah. They literally became brothers, like real life brothers that's not blood related. Mm -hmm. And then he lost the only person that probably understood him in and out of the ring. Any issues that he had with Nancy, any issues that he had with Vicky, they understood each other. And, and and it just felt that, you know, they just connected with each other to a place where there was nothing to replace that. There was nobody to replace the 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 
chemistry that Eddie and Chris had. So, and obviously the CTE test would, I think a lot of people is not giving the CTE enough acknowledgement in the job that Chris Nowitzki did with acknowledging because in the same exact scenario and thank God he didn't do this to anybody else, but the same way Chris Benoit murdered and took his own life, nobody's really putting that together. How bad Junior Seau's case from the National Football League. Junior Seau had a serious case of CTE and he was playing football and then he Mm -hmm. literally out of nowhere just took his own life. Like it just happened. And, and I think that that corresponds, that, that has a lot of connection to each other when it comes to that form. And I think that that, and I love the fact that the wrestling community has taken some stands and they have banned a lot of things that we don't see anymore, like the nasty head chair shots. We don't see a lot of direct head moves anymore. And I think they're putting that into account, but just the job was phenomenal. Like everybody, Chavo Guerrero did a really good job, even though I think y'all kind of downplayed him a little bit. But I think it's just a story that I think that Chavo (laughs) just really didn't. It's one of those things that is like he's probably been talking about that ever since he passed away. Mm. So it's like it's something that he's constantly probably talked about over and over and over because he's the one of the only guys that's still in the spotlight. He's still in the limelight. He still goes and wrestles. He's still so imagine how many times he had this conversation prior to sitting down and having this conversation. Like that man's probably cried thousands and thousands of times. I don't I don't think he's ever you could tell by the way he described his whole story with Eddie. He hasn't really told that to too many people. I don't think he's. I don't think he said it that many times. And the only thing that we really like, I, t- I, we even said he did a good job with his whole description of you know the death of Eddie. He did an excellent job with his executive producing, and of course, as a human being, he did a great job of being there for David Benoit. I said yeah. he's the only one in the documentary that that lied. He yeah. tried to protect his, which I understood. And I said I understood why he lied. You're trying to protect your uncle. But to say that Eddie Guerrero had no drugs in his system, you're not <laughs> acknowledging the fact that he had steroids in his fucking system. Steroid is a drug. No, he didn't relapse to his pain addiction. He didn't do that. I understand there the difference. There was still another drug understood, in his system. I understood, I understood mm-hmm. how he was trying to play that line, but he did lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally, totally. No, 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 I don't think that, I don't, I wasn't really aiming about the lie, I just, just obviously just how it seemed like he was, because everybody else that was delivering on that show, like Chris Jericho was flat out amazing on there, Jim Ross was a, was a, a, he was one of the dark horses that I really enjoyed his, his input on there as well, because he was the insider. Yeah, he gave the WWE kind of perspective. He gave the insider, he was like, yo, he was, we tried, like we actually yeah, tried we to yeah. be the mm-hmm. right company. We try to do it right. We try to acknowledge a, a, a celebrated, decorated wrestler's life, and we we put our entire brand on Front Street for him. And then because we didn't gather the news and we didn't take a week to figure out what was going on, we dropped the ball on it. But we try to do the right thing, and it was just like, yo. The backlash that they got from it, oh, y'all sit there, y'all sit there, y'all glorifying a murderer. And it's, if something happens and then they have to have a show a day later, like what, what, what the, nobody is taking the position that they have to go through as a brand. Like they literally canceled the show. They didn't even have a show. And that's why I did like the documentary because it dragged WWE for the right reasons. 
He dragged <laughs> them for not being there for Sandra, not being there for David Benoit, and the fact that they put the wellness policy in place after Eddie's death, but didn't really construct it and really mm-hmm. didn't didn't focus on what these guys, the fact that he had that much testosterone in his system, WWE should be embarrassed as a company. Nancy but said it was a joke. Yeah, the, the testing was a joke. So they probably the amounts that they were probably looking for with the testing in the beginning must have been at astronomical levels. Yeah, they would have exactly. had to see like a crazy it, amount. It, it, you know, there's a blood, there's a it, blood alcohol it level. Be, it had to be ridiculously high for them to like catch you up. Right. But two exactly. things that I want to touch on before we move on. Uh, one thing is uh, to kind of fall back with what you were saying about Jr. You know, backing up WWE and speaking for WWE. I did my research and listened to something to wrestle with with Bruce Pitcher, the the Radicals episode where uh, Conrad asked Bruce, "When did they find out?" They did not find out about the Chris Benoit what actually happened until thirty minutes was left in that episode of Monday Night Raw. So oh. if you could already produce the whole show. Sure. If you are a- ever able to rewatch that episode, you'll probably have to go through like YouTube and kind of scr- find it anywhere because it's not on the WWE network. Please watch the episode and kind of see how maybe production made a couple of different changes at the end of it when they found out like they stopped doing if there's no interviews in those last 30 seconds, those last 30 minutes, it kind of correlates for when they found out. And the the show that right. was going on, and I and I think what I'm just saying with the Jim Ross thing about I'm not really saying about him d- defending the WWE is that I no I no no I didn't, it's a position I didn't, that that I didn't they mean were WWE, in. but he gave their perspective yeah he like I, it was like he was in the office he was then, literally in their champ like he was one of their champions yep he was one of their faces and this just happens and. We just lost Eddie Guerrero. We just lost Eddie. Like, we just went through the whole Eddie Guerrero saga. And we just, all of our hearts, with with our wrestling hearts just, just fell to the ground with Eddie Guerrero. And then, literally a f- couple months later, this thing happens with Benoit. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, like, come on, what is going on in this world? And then, so everybody's acting emotional. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to the other thing I wanted to to touch on besides that that me and Chrissy didn't touch on in our documentary is something that's been like going on throughout like fans online and it's the question of now that fans like have known about the closeness of Eddie and Chris's relationship how close were they <gasps> what do you what wow. do you guys think because a lot of people are questioning how cl- close Chris and Eddie was with the fact that a lot of people describe the relationship as Chris being distraught to the point that he lost a spouse. Uh, Chris laid on Eddie's side of the bed and held on to the, to the pillow, the pillow, sniffed yeah. the pillow so he could smell Eddie's smell. So, and they spent a lot of different hours and years on the road together without their wives being around. So what? all of those are facts. All of those are facts. You can make speculation and offer those facts, but I just presented the facts, and I do. It's not. I, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I already hear JJ cursing already. I'm not going to completely. I'm not, I'm not. It's. It's. That's not something that you completely dismiss. I understand. You oh, have it to is one hundred percent. So wrestling. No, no. You have to understand the wrestling fans that actually. Of question. course. Of course. So you you're saying they did, they did more than tighten each other's boots? I'm not. I'm not so, saying. Yeah, I, so yeah. So I understand to be, the difference to be, to be a blunt. that becomes very close and a guys that are a little bit. But I do understand the questioning of it when a guy is sniffing a pillow that smells like his old friend. I understand feeling I've lost 
cousins that were as close as brothers to me. And I've been that distraught. I've cried like that. I've cried for days. But I've never went to their house yeah, and, and sniffed their pillow. pillow. Never did. <laughs> so, well, they were yes. over there helping Nancy out. I mean, I'm helping um, Vicky. Maybe I'm so. devil's advocate, but... No, no, I get that you probably see it from both sides and the fact that, you know, you're probably, you know, looking at it from both, you know, not 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 the glass half full. There's obviously potential of something maybe being a little bit more so. But to me, that's still the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, and, 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 and I like this is why to, when I say I can't stand wrestling fans, this is why I say I can't stand them. But I love y'all, but I can't stand them at the same time. It's like, why the fuck can't we just let a story be? Like, fuck it. If they were even, why does it matter? Like, they weren't obvious. And I don't know this. I don't know them personally. But exactly. We don't know. We don't know them personally. I don't know them personally. But to sit here and and, and now let's let's think, oh, let's, what was Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero an item? Like, is this really the, that's just my exact point. It's like, why the fuck can't we just taken that great piece of camera work and documentary footage, hear the closure, get on with our lives, let these motherfucking surviving family members live. So now what we're going to do like assholes is sit here and spark up other questions now that other family members is probably at some point in time there's going to be some dickheads that is going to spark this question up in private boxes that we'll probably never see but it's like why do we just keep looking for shit like what what why do we have to keep looking for shit that does not concern us like this man lost the number one person in his wrestling life. He, they were basically the number one person in his wrestling life. They traveled the world. They went into multiple companies together. That was his fucking brother. He lost his brother, and he essentially died with it. Why do we have to drag it even further? What the fuck do we get out of it? What do we get out of that? I always like to name precedents when I want to. When you need an ex, if you ask the question of why, I have to give you an answer. Because chasing, chasing Neverland, that set the precedent. I'm sorry, it set the precedent on questioning dead people. So, Next. anyway, we got to move on. Anyway, Monday Night Raws with the empty arenas. You got to have a whole fucking episode on this shit. Improved uh, promo work highlighted by Edge's fantastic go-home promo this week on Monday Night Raw. As well as two weeks ago, probably Randy Orton's best promo ever. This is probably one of the best build-ups to a WrestleMania match in quite some time. But even The Undertaker decided to go gangster and uh, drop a diss track against Alan Jones. He decided to name drops and all that and say that his wife created the Faith Breaker. I'll ask these guys about that. Give me a minute. Uh, Seth, and oh my God. KO, Seth and KO has great promos. NWA Power is on hiatus uh, due to the current pandemic. Impact Wrestling, uh, they have a lot of shows that's already been taped, but they had their uh, TNA special this past week, and Rebellion has been officially postponed. So before we get into NXT and AEW Dynamite, I can hear yeah, quick thoughts on that. Uh, what have you guys uh, thought about like the, everything that's been, what's been the biggest positive and negative about these empty arena of Monday Night Raws and SmackDown? <sighs> Should I go it, first? Yeah, go mean, ahead, Chrissy. You watch down every week <laughs> that's her job <laughs> right it's her job 
It's not it's not not because she's passionate about it. <laughs> she definitely needs a raise. Um, hey, always. Um, yeah, we need funds. We need we need merch. Um, <laughs> um, other than that, um, some days is good and some days is not. I mean, um, some days people drop killer promos, but then you hear the echoes in the background. It's like there's no one to like feed off of them. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's like what, what, like all that, all that screaming. I'm like, why are they yelling so much? But I forget, it's an empty arena. That you can, it's going to echo. So I mean, some days are good and some days are not. But I'm like, just take a. Everyone needs a vacation, so they actually they should be able to vacation too. Let's all take this time to rest and relax and enjoy. JJ. JJ. Um, you wanna, you wanna get the door? The cops is probably trying to come get you. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're outside. This is, this is the Bronx, sir. You're gonna hear that from time to time. <laughs> I mean, it's been all right. So first of all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go one, and I'm gonna say it. I, I commend, I commend what they've been trying to do. Like they've been trying to put on a show, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of energy. Like, cause wrestling is built off energy. It is built off the the response of the crowd. It is built off of how you get those goosebumps when you walk out there and you see that, and then you're you're livelier, like you sound more alive, like you're you're putting more emphasis in everything that you say. There's no one in there. It's hard to match that. So now you're looking right into a camera, but now you still got to penetrate to all of us, and it doesn't come out the same. It just doesn't. It doesn't register the same at all, and it's not, not their fault. It. Obviously, it's not their fault. But it's like at the same time, the product just, it doesn't, so the fact that we're not bigging up their product to begin with, and then now that they're doing stuff like this, it does, it's just not looking good. It just doesn't look good at all, because now you put on something when you had an alive, when you had a full arena, and you're putting on shit shows, now you got an empty arena, and you're putting on worse of a shit show, like, <laughs> like how much, how much worse can you get? You can't, you can only go up, apparently we would think you can only go up from here. But they find new lows, and apparently their ratings <laughs> keep showing that they can get even lower than that. The only thing that they can get lower is going into the negative zone. Like it's it, it's pretty. I mean, the go home show was was decent, and I like the involvement that each like the, the counterparts had. Um, there was actually some good involvement this time. They actually had some interactions with 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 a decent six man tag match. They had the interaction with. Sh- Shada and Becky, they had the interactions and the, the promos with um, Edge, Orton, that was, I mean, Edge and Taker, I mean, which was actually really, really good. Like, shout out to, like, damn, Edge's, Edge's promo was straight fire. Edge's promo was straight fire. I ain't going front. Edge's promo was straight fire. And, and your boy bigging up Michelle McCool. Yeah, I just really feel bad for them that they can give all this great work and they were going to have these great matches. And unfortunately, they don't have anyone to do it in front of. Yeah, I mean, I agree with y'all to a point, but I definitely don't agree with y'all at all at the same time. So it's kind of ironic. But uh, <laughs> I don't. Kidding. I I I feel that the the lack of a crowd has allowed WWE to actually script, or these guys are getting input into their promos to actually sound like human beings. Mm. Which, in WWE, it's been probably a decade since they actually sound like actual human beings that are talking to people. Like, they, they basically, how WWE scripts their promos or how these guys script their promos, they wait for reactions. 
that's not having an actual conversation or an actual monologue. These guys are actors, they're performers, so they're basically saying monologues and they're coming off a lot better. Like, I agree with JJ that Edge's go home promo was amazing outside of his return promo. That's probably one of the best promos of his career, probably top five. Randy Orton two weeks ago, that whole description of this whole story with Edge is the greatest promo he's ever cut in his life. I can't not point to another promo in the past 20 years of Randy Orton's career that was that type of high quality. Like really cool that's what also. made Edge's that's what made Edge's promo even more impactful because Edge was right. Anytime he's around, Randy Orton steps up his game. That's yeah, what made absolutely. his promo even more impactful because he was actually right. Because you're like, yeah, he's actually right. Randy Orton's this the best I've seen Randy Orton in a decade. Yes. And, but go ahead, what, and, and to piggyback on that too, I think, and I agree with me or not, you don't have to, but I felt it. I felt that that was Seth Rollins' best promo in over a year. I felt I felt that the Seth Rollins uh, promo was really, really good because he – the whole Monday Night Messiah thing, it's an over-the-top type of gimmick, and he started very basically going into a very generic kill mode in his promos. That's why all of them were really droning promos and didn't get had a very lack of reaction or they just got booed out the building. But this <laughs> one was actually him speaking from a point of realism that made his promo kind of hit a little bit better. But Kevin Owens outdid him on Monday oh, Night. His I mean, promo, come on. We're his talking about Kevin on Owens. Monday Night. And, and the fact that I mentioned The Undertaker, The Undertaker's promo hit a little bit better because these guys don't have a crowd. They're not waiting for, for a reaction from their promos. They're actually speaking like human beings. The Undertaker didn't have to put on his whole dead man. But you know what? Undertaker's, but Undertaker, uh, Undertaker like is very used to that, though. Undertaker is very used to crowdless promos. Because mm -hmm. remember, he did a lot of backstage cemetery promos, boiler room promos. He's so used to not doing it with without a crowd. He's so. so used this is to nothing it. for him. Yeah, this but, is this is normal for him. But at the same time, his promos are very much scripted to kind of have those pauses to kind of wait for the crowd reaction. Like you're gonna find death. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All of his promos are very much scripted in that type of way. Even if you go back to the first or one of the first Monday Night Raws when um they had the contract signing between AJ and Taker. That completely ruined this whole feud for me because AJ legit his promo was scripted like he was waiting for crowd reactions. And yeah. and and we're going to get into NXT, but to give us kind of a segue into that, NXT, the best thing on NXT last night was the NXT North American Championship match between Keith Lee, Dom Dominic yeah. Dijakovic, really and Damian Priest. But at the same time, this is the type of matchup that would be great or very good in front of a crowd. It was just good. Yes. It was okay. It was solid. It was passable with no crowd because these guys were doing spots for a crowd reaction. They did that whole when they, everybody got laid out. That's was that's basically wrestlers know when you lay out, when you're all laid out in the crowd, you're waiting for the crowd to react. This is awesome. Or holy shit, holy shit. So yeah, for them yeah. to do that spot in an empty arena made no fucking sense. Like I was like, why are they why yeah, are they it, doing it's that? Whole but yeah, out spot? Right, yeah, I get like, you, but it, it's, it's hard. A second to it's hard breath, to you know? it's hard to break a habit that you've been doing for years. To all of a mm -hmm. sudden take a pause and be like, you know what? There is no crowd here. Let's just keep it moving. It's kind of hard to just stop. Like, it's really hard to just abruptly stop like that. So you might see some habits that, you know, that you used to see when you got people around, but they're not used to not having people around. 
Like, this true. is this is this is out of the ordinary, bro. Like this is probably the first time he's defended that title in front of a crowd like this. This is the first time they had or no like, crowd, legit, <laughs> or no crowd, a, a legit triple threat match for with a title on the line that wasn't like rehearsed or they didn't go over spots or anything like. Oh, that. Oh, they definitely rehearsed that. That yeah, that was no, the type of match but, you rehearsed. But, <laughs> this that, that this is a match that said action. This was it. This was the yeah. match. I, and, I did like I did like the overall uh, pr- presentation and production around the match, like the little graphics, kind of breaking down how tall the guys was, how yeah, how much they, like and the style that added a lot to that match. That's why I feel like that was the best part of NXT. So to kind of go over what happened the last couple of weeks on NXT, last week was actually one of the better episodes for 2020. It was the first time in 2020 I said NXT had a better episode than AEW Dynamite because I felt like the AEW Dynamite last week didn't hit as well. So um, this week was kind of uh, of a lifeless episode, more or less. Was this was set up for next week, which is the big uh, NXT Takeover Tampa Bay type of episode. So it's gonna. Um, so this lifeless episode, which mostly is set up for next week, it was highlighted by a very good uh, North American title match, uh, triple threat between Keith Lee, Diamond and Dijakovic, and Damian Priest. AEW yeah. Dynamite. We've missed over the last couple of weeks. So we had uh, three, uh, about two weeks ago, it was uh, Broken Matt Hardy and Brody Lee was revealed as the exalted one. Two great debuts. Honestly, I said to a lot of people, and I'll say to here on True Hill Heat, if that episode of Dynamite had a crowd, that's the best Would have been the best episode ever. Would have been the best episode ever. I actually ever. thought it was uh, amazing because it was their first, um, no, it was their second uh Show with no crowd, correct me if second I'm wrong. Show. Second, second, no, show. that was their first one. That was their was first, it, one. no, that was the second one. No, that was the first one. That was the first one with no crowd with Matt Hardy's debut and Brody Lee. They've had three episodes now. They had the first week that had the debuts, they had last week, which was kind of not as hitting as much, and they had last night. Oh, yeah, that was the whole one on one with uh, Matt Hardy and um, and, and Jericho. Uh, yeah, and Jericho. Yes, you're right, you're right. So, had, yes, that was like. Had, where they had him teleporting, which was very polarizing <laughs> to, to professional wrestling. Uh, uh, this, so this week, though, I will say the Jericho and Broken Matt Hardy segment was one of the highlights of the whole entire segment. The release the hounds line. I literally, I literally hollered laughing to the point I had tears, a tear. In my one eye. Of the, one of the dogs was yo, a chihuahua. He ain't even moved. Yo, Chris. He had a chihuahua. Yo, Jericho is Jericho is a he's he's wrestling's gift, man. He, he's, he's wrestling's a, gift. Man. He's the most memeable wrestler in history. <laughs> Russell, how you watch your whole your whole jacuzzi in jeans for number one? Are yo, you, you in there? Exactly. Jeans? A lot of people ain't talking about the fact that he got out in leather I, jeans. Out of the pool. Out of the pool. Out of the hot, no, he was in a hot tub, friend. Not even the pool. He was in the hot tub. In the hot tub. In the hot tub. Yo, I'm telling you, this, this whatever run. Come back with my t-shirt. This whatever run, whatever two, three-year run that he's, this three, whatever years he's going to end up finishing at, if he's literally a legit not in that conversation for greatest of all time, no, he already is. Like, but it's just that he is the total package. He said, oh, he if is... I allow the audience to come back. Yo, this nigga banned the fans. He banned. <laughs> he said that he's going to, if but he allowed the fans to come back. Sentence. He's like, once this pandemic's over and, I, the pandemic and I allow the fans back. <laughs> like, well, how are you going to acknowledge the pandemic and then when you allow the fans? <laughs> I'm like, but you know you're doing that shit on purpose because you know people is going to catch that shit. 
and you'll be like, I know, I said that on purpose, dummy. Exactly. <laughs> everything Jericho does is on purpose. Like he has a purpose to everything he does, and it's just it's just simply amazing. Uh, a couple of uh, smartest another highlight. Absolutely, another highlight from the last two weeks of AEW Dynamite is is whether people realize it or not. I've realized this by like the second or third. Oh no! Week. What's the that's the Spanish guy singing to Judas? Well, well, Spanish God has been a highlight of the last couple of weeks. I definitely wanted to talk about that with you guys when we go into the AEW uh, Dynamite ratings. But the other thing about the last two weeks of AEW Dynamite is that Kenny Omega, the best bout machine, is back. He's just back. <laughs> he's just back. He, he's had, he, every single week he's on well, Dynamite. He did leave. He did leave a little okay. bit in 2019. He wasn't exactly Kenny Omega, the best bout machine in a lot of 2019. He was kind of finding his footing in AEW, but he's back. He's here. Uh, SmackDown, nothing, nothing really new to kind of report about SmackDown other than the inability this past week to address the Roman Reigns situation, which brings us into our top news story. So our top news is, of course, about Roman. 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 The big dog. Roman. Respect to the fucking big dog. That's all I got to say real quick. Hold up. Time out one second, guys. Write down the time. I just want to turn on uh, the spotlight because I see I'm kind of dim because the sun went down. (laughs) Okay. That's what happens when we get them extra lights going on, cuz. I got that light going on in the back, you know what I mean? I got the light surrounding me, cuz. Spotlight. <laughs> you want to say hello? What's up, champ? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Come look, say hello real fast. No, we start. We almost finished. All right. I have to yeah. let there be light. Hello. See? Okay. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? Good. <laughs> good. You good? Yeah, he's a Titans fan. I, he loves the Titans. I love, I love your 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 spot up there. Your spot. That's your spot right there, up top, right behind, <laughs> right behind, <laughs> right behind Mama Mama Love, right there. So yes. Yeah, he All just right, continues so. to stay there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I watch. I try to like. Sometimes I watch the whole thing, and sometimes I like skip through to see if he comes down at any point. <laughs> Um, so you write down where we are starting right now, but I'll do like the five, four, three, two, one. So yes, that brings us into our top news, which is of course Roman, 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 Roman. the big dog is out of WrestleMania. He is among a couple of different WWE superstars that have decided or are sick and or either quarantined and not a, and not able to perform at WrestleMania 36. News came out late last week that Roman Reigns has decided to back out of WrestleMania due to the cur- the current COVID-19 global pandemic. Uh, Reigns being in- immunocompromised um, due to his bouts with leukemia. Roman has addressed this publicly via his social media. Uh, definitely, if you haven't seen that, go out of your way to kind of see how he addressed it and kind of really just Great taking promo. a stand. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was a great promo. Kind of taking that stance of, you know, keeping himself safe, keeping his family safe. And the fact that, you know, there's a lot of haters online, a lot of wrestling fans that if you're probably watching this year and probably not one of them, but there's a lot of wrestling fans that feed off of negativity and just want to, as soon as Roman backs out of WrestleMania, you want to hit him. Yeah. Why you didn't back out earlier? You knew about this. Oh, oh, why are you, why are you doing this now? Like, it, all this nonsense. Oh, I ain't and covering I, up for some, some of them assholes is on here. That's also true. Yes, yes. There are some, uh, there are some people watching right now. There are probably some of the people that did that. But WrestleVotes yeah. and Wrestling Observer have, com- have both confirmed that WWE has decided to replace Roman Reigns in his WWE Universal Championship match at WrestleMania versus... Goldberg with hashtag Braun Strowman is trash. Yes, Braun Strowman. Uh, the ro- the rumors no, said that. No, don't give any more of this light at all. Don't speak about it at all. No, it's over. <laughs> Go to the next topic, please. That's no, we're not the doing rumor, it. Nope. The rumors said that Reigns' decision had a connection with the fact that the Miz showed up uh, sick to the Mania tapings last week, which upset the Usos. The Miz, who is sick, Rey Mysterio, Dana Brooke, both quarantined. Uh, reports of Lashley is also quarantined. And United States champion Andrade with a rib injury have all been reported as out of WrestleMania. They were not a part well, of the team. It pulled from their matches. Matches have been changed. So what were you guys' thoughts on when the Roman Reigns opting out of WrestleMania news came out? Top guy, JJ. Uh, man, obviously, um, it sucks. It just sucks because it just shows that this thing that's going on in this world is not, it's not immune to anyone. It's not immune to anybody at any juncture, any profession or any fact of life, no matter what you think you're still going to hold something. And there's still a reality to this. And the fact that Roman made a bigger decision to remove himself from yeah. an equation so he won't catch any of them symptoms so nothing would actually help to trigger what he has fought so hard to stay away from what he has fought so hard he he's entered what about almost two years now in remission almost yeah almost yeah. two years so for him to 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 take that stance on his own is fucking admirable not for it nothing is, fucking admirable like he pulled himself out of the main event of the biggest show in their company that's fucking admirable to ensure that the health and safety of others because if say if and it's he's thinking about his family he's thinking about his workers he's thinking about the man he would be in the ring with because he's of he's an older man as well so if he's in the ring with goldberg which is about what 53 years old yes and yeah. if he gets in the ring and then he gets any symptoms and there's literally, it's like if Roman has any symptoms, it is a guarantee that Goldberg is going to have it. Damn if and you do it, and damned if you don't. So it's like he can never even think of having the weight of that on him and then also the weight of bringing anything to his family. Because it could be Goldberg that could be having something and then he could pass it to Roman Reigns. So it's like it's just so much things that he's thinking about with his own health. Mm-hmm. I I I I applauded the shit out of it. Now, obviously, who he's being replaced by, uh, it's you know, obviously, there's a whole bunch of other matches that we'll probably be, get to enjoy as well. No one was looking forward to this match to begin with. <laughs> I was, I was, so, I was. 
So for anybody I that says, yeah, I bet, yeah, yeah, sure. For your stocks, nigga. <laughs> but we, for anybody, we'll, get that. we'll get into my stocks. We'll get into my stocks. So, we'll get into so my stocks. for worry. anybody to actually feel a certain kind of way for a mass that nobody was looking forward to to begin with, shut the fuck up. Keep the same energy, nigga, because nobody was looking forward to the mass to begin with. True. I, am I no one? I like, said we're like, gonna. You just said we just said you're gonna get into your stocks in a minute. I'm someone. I'm someone. I was looking forward. Like you can, you can say no one but SP3. Like I'm someone. Don't don't call me a nobody. Don't call no me one, no one. No I, one was looking forward to this match except the turd on the screen with the blue shirt on. <laughs> That's all I was asking. Miss <laughs> Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts on finding out Roman Reigns had opted out of WrestleMania? Um, not really surprised because um. Pretty much, I'm surprised he didn't t- like take himself away from it sooner. Especially knowing that he is in remission, especially his immune system is not like everyone else's. And the fact that no one, like JJ touched on it, no one thought about Goldberg's health. That can either pass it, you know, one of the, one of the two of them yeah. can pass it on to each other. So it's like the match pr- wouldn't have been able to happen because one of the two of the parties would have got someone else's sick. So, and if Roman was in the match and he did something, gave it to him, oh, we would want to crucify him. So, you know, shame on people for saying he's looking out for himself, his family, he has old, older people that live with him. He's looking at all the, the things, all the cards on the table. And no one is thinking about that. They're just like, oh, why would you just do this? Blah, blah, blah. Well, like, also, Goldberg has a son. Also, Goldberg has a child. See, so then no one is not looking into it. It's multiple different layers that a lot of these wrestling fans that want to react about this just don't really even think about. But kind of uh, rebounding off of what you said, um, I don't blame Roman Reigns for waiting until he waited to make that announcement to opt out of WrestleMania at all. I want to take to task this billion-dollar fucking company that allowed... A man with leukemia to make the own fucking decision to preserve his health and the health of his fucking family? Do you motherfuckers who have all these wrestlers that you could put in his fucking place that you could have put in way ahead of time to hype up this match that we're not going to get a random three-minute segment on on SmackDown this week explaining why Braun Strowman is replacing Roman Reigns? You could have done this weeks ago. You could have done this three freaking weeks ago when this pandemic reached the, the point where you had to do empty arena events. No. You made his leukemia-ridden immunocompromised ass go up there to do a contract signing and be five feet away from a man that's 55 years old and could catch whatever is going on right now. This is a, it, it really as a stockholder, yep. as a fan of professional Someone's wrestling, triggered. and as a <laughs> fan of the WWE, it, it just has me up to here in, in regards to the lack of foresight, the lack of preparation, and the lack of just basically making your company look good. You had someone who just came back from leukemia. You guys should have made that decision, not Roman Reigns. True. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do want to 
want to ask you guys, wait, bringing into that. Uh, so, um, what do you guys think about WrestleMania 36 being taped this year and the fact that whatever the outcome was is of the Universal Championship match, it has already happened. What do you guys think about WrestleMania 36 being taped this year? Sad. Very sad. It's looking like WrestleMania 9 all over again. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> she's, like, she's like she's already ready to replace WrestleMania 9, like, everybody knows WrestleMania 17 is the best, but most wrestling fans, if you've been around long enough, you know WrestleMania 9 is the worst. So you're, you're saying WrestleMania 36 is about to replace WrestleMania 9. It's going to be a longer longer show, because that one was, what, two hours if tops, maybe, if that? It, always WrestleMania was like three hours or more. Even even way back in the day, that was always their super show where they went a little bit longer. I I am I want to give y'all guys a preview. If you're watching this far into the uh, to the video, I want to tell you guys, me and Jaquan will do a top ten worst WrestleManias of all time. We're gonna take a shot for every bad part about these WrestleManias. So pray for both of our livers. Um, oh, I'm not his <laughs> liver because I know he can take alcohol. I'm praying for your liver. Right, you have to be with the twins, friend. I'm praying you for your liver. I know you could. I know you could. I know you could smoke, but you a lightweight with drinking. The, the wife has approved this, so the wife okay. has approved this. So She's doing this. So uh, Tia, Tia is about to watch Harlem and SP for like the next three days. Three days, <laughs> maybe a day. Who knows? You we never know. We don't know. Your, your immune system ain't in the twenties no more, bro. Hey, I'm not immune. You compromise. You get that. <laughs> Um, so do you guys believe that Ro that Braun Strowman will finally, after so many attempts, being replaced three days before the show, Ro Braun Strowman will win the WWE Universal Championship at WrestleMania? Top guy, JJ. I, I will probably be in a minority and think that he will replace Goldberg as a Universal Champion. Because I think this story has been written to a point where Goldberg wasn't going to be around this long. Hmm. So I don't think that Goldberg is, I don't think Goldberg was projecting himself to be here until the summer, until late, late season. So I think, as obviously, if, if sports and wrestling is going to get canceled, Braun Strowman could come back as the placeholder for Roman Reigns by the time the next big show comes around, which is SummerSlam. So by the time SummerSlam rolls around, Goldberg, I don't see being around until SummerSlam. And they're not going to just have Goldberg drop the title on some random great balls of fire or some backlash or some other <laughs> shit that they would have coming up over the next 22 network shows and um, sweet Saudi money whenever that shit is supposed to come up again. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> whenever that shit is supposed Saudi to come up money. again. Six. Six. Huh? Now I, I do see that I do see that them making a decision on that because I don't see both titles staying put. I see one staying put, but I don't see both. Mm. So we'll we'll move on to our next topic. We'll get into our predictions and we'll hear what Chrissy Love has to think, what she thinks is going to win that match. So let's move on to the TNT Championship Tournament. AEW announces that they are introducing a new title. The TNT Championship. So, which will they will have a tournament to determine the first champion? In the first round, we will see Cody versus Sean Spears. This is a rematch from All Out last week. That's going to be next week on Dynamite. We got Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, which is a rematch from AEW Revolution. Love we got 
Wow. Kip Sabian versus Dustin Rhodes and Lance Archer versus Colt Cabana, which will be in two weeks on April 15th. The finals will be at AEW Double or Nothing on May 23rd from Las Vegas, Nevada, which may or may not happen. Who knows? We don't know. But a lot of I, I did get into a little bit of debate. One of our uh, good people that are following us on the Twitter machine and definitely a good contributor, uh, Take a Marvel Stand, I think that's the name. They basically were like very much like, oh my God, like why did they have Kip Sabian in the tournament when MJF has all these major wins? And why is not Pac in the tournament when Pac's beating Kenny Omega and Hangman Page? You guys have to understand, the TNT Championship Tournament, if this was an idea that they had in mind, was not supposed to happen right now. This basically is no. a tournament in place because we don't, we're not able to have Blood and Guts, which was going to be the official season finale for AEW. They want to save that until us fans, us wrestling fans, are able to see it in front live. of us live. And have a crowd to enjoy that type of event. This is in place so we have something to enjoy while we're sitting at home and we're stuck inside in quarantine. So the fact that this person, and I I thank you for getting back and forth with me, but it was ridiculous that you kept complaining because it was a very fickle complaint to complain about the people in this tournament that wasn't even supposed to happen. Like, mm. what? what is wrong with professional wrestling fans now i'm on top guy jj's side what, what is, is wrong, wrong with, with you what is wrong with you for responding to this person for so long like what is what what is what is wrong with you i actually blame you for the cause of that argument because oh i have been explaining this for 67 episodes of true ill heat that fans are stupid I've been explaining this forever, and then you go into the mosh pit of one of the biggest idiots of mm -hmm. the fan page, and you get into a heated discussion about something they have no knowledge about. Good job. But I did explain it to them. I, they need to know these facts. I get into these back and forth so people have the information that they don't have. Like, I saw someone else complaining about, oh, man, and, I, and I'm going to say it myself. I don't really enjoy these Brody Lee acting like Mr. McMahon. Like, the first, last week, it was okay. This week, I felt like it was a little too much. Now he's dragging it. Like, he's focusing too much on trying to put these Mr. Hey, McMahon. Hey, he's got to get it but, out of his system. He's got to get it but, out of his system. Exactly. He's, he's but, been upset for too long, so now he has, he has, he has the outlet to, like, release all like his anger. Man, but not all wrestling fans need to know how to express the fact that they don't like this type of segment and hope they move on. They immediately take it to the extreme of, oh, my God, I hope AEW doesn't screw him and doesn't mess him up. I'm like, what has the AEW done to make you feel like they're going to mess him up? Like, they have not done anything. This is what he wants to do. This is what these are the type of vignettes and promos he wants to do. This he has gotta nothing to He's got to get it out of his system. He's going to get yeah. it out of his system. I agree with you. I don't I see nothing wrong with what he's doing. He has been held down for the better part of seven years from yeah. that company. So I get it out of your system if it takes a month. Get it out. And <laughs> then let's see who Brody Lee is. And then let him just I do it. I ain't mad if he's going to have... I'm not going to be mad if he has four promos of cutting their ass after being held down for fucking 500 weeks. 
I don't, I, I don't, I don't blame him either. Honestly, I didn't like this week's segment, but I, I, I found the last week's segment funny, and I did find this even segment funny. In one point, when he told the person not to yawn because it shows did weakness, you yawn? because I you know, because I know that is one thing that this man has done to actual people backstage, so that made it funny. Um, but going back to the TNT Championship tournament. What was your guys' uh, thoughts on the decision to introduce the TNT Championship Tournament? What do you guys think about the name? And during this uncertain times, what do you think about them introducing this whole type of tournament right now? Um, I, 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 thought, I think I hope that they eventually change the name of the title. I love the fact that the tournament is happening, but just the TNT Championship, that's like another television championship. I just, it doesn't feel important. Like it to me, it doesn't have any resignation. To, I don't give a fuck the, I don't give a fuck about the history of TNT. I don't give a fuck about that. You know what I care about the TNT network about? Inside the NBA with Kenny, Chuck, the Jet, and Shaq. That, that that's and, and Ernie Johnson. That that's my ver. That's what I remember TNT for. It's inside the NBA, not what they're just now doing right now with what's going on now. I remember the network for, for the, for the basketball, obviously the WCW history, but I just think that the name it's just only, the only issue I have is the name of the title. That's it. Chrissy. The name is, the name is a little cheesy. Well, there's the name of the TNT titles. It's going to be the U S state, this United States title. Like same thing, I guess is like, no, it's no the nothing, Bitcoin title. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing behind it. There's nothing. It's just like a filler. I'm happy that they, they're doing something in between this time to give us the matches. Um, but other than that, it's like the name is a little cheesy, I guess. So, I I like the introduction of the tournament. I I appreciate, definitely thank them for giving us something to enjoy for the next mm -hmm. couple of weeks and have an Absolutely. ongoing story because I understand the restrictions that they're going through and the the skeleton crew that they have to deal with. So I understand all these and I appreciate them creating something that will keep fans engaged for the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't agree with both of you guys. I like the name of the title because calling it the AEW television title is automatically making it a secondary title. By calling it the AEW TNT championship, you're the champion of a whole entire network. So it basically puts you on that on that level of the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Who cares? And the title that they presented, that they showed online, is comparable to the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. They're trying to place this title on the same ranking as the IWGP Intercontinental title, where it's not really a secondary title. It's the B title, where you can main event shows with the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, or you can main event shows with the AEW TNT Championship. I just think professional wrestling fans including the two beautiful great extraordinary hosts that i have in front of me wrestling fans just automatically shit on the name of every championship it doesn't matter if you're an eminem fan and the name of the title is real slim shady world championship you would shit all over it even though you've been your favorite song in the world is real slim shady you would shit all over it because it's the name of the title it doesn't matter the name of a title i've literally seen professional wrestling fans complain about every championship that's been introduced in the past five years so i am over complaining that about the titles wrong correction i have been I've had no <laughs> issues at all about the North American Championship for NXT but at all. Most wrestling fans did. The majority well, I, of wrestling okay, fans, just, when okay. that was introduced, it was complained about. No, all right. So, uh, to, I, all right. So, I think me and Chrissy is literally on the same page with this. It's literally the name of the title that we have. It's 
it's called nigga, it's called the network title. This is a network title. I don't see the issue. I don't see the issue. I don't see an issue, but I What's the belt belt gonna look like? What's the belt gonna look like? It shit can't look like anything from North America. That shit gonna have a big ass logo on it. That's going to have a big ass TNT on it. The AEW, the AEW championship, the logo is a very small piece of it, but it's noticeable. Same thing of the prototype that I saw for the TNT championship. I feel like you guys just automatic. Every wrestling fan just automatically like goes to the I negative. Don't like the name of the title. No, I, we just we I just, just that's just, just me and my perspective of it. Okay, what next. Did you, what did you guys think about the first week of uh, the buildup for the eight? The TNT Championship Tournament, the fact that they had uh, the first round matchups, uh, one half of the bracket main event this past. And who do you guys think in the finals of the tournament? Thought it was good. Um, who I see main eventing, I don't know because I don't know all of their names off the back like that 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 will be in their mid card. So, so, so one half of, one half of the bracket is Cody versus Sean Spears. The other match on that same side of the bracket is Darby versus Sammy Guevara. So the winners of those matches will verse each other. And then the other half of the bracket is Dustin versus Kip Sabian and Lance Archer versus Cole Cabana. So the winners of those matches will first each other. The winner of that match will first in the finals. All right. So I'm going with the Spanish God. Love him. Spanish God versus who? Mm, Darby. Well, he's, on, he's already versing him Same in the right. first round. So, oh, so well. on the other side, you got Lance no, Archer. I'm the one that's, I'm oh. the one that's drinking. Cole Cabana, <laughs> Kim Sabian, and Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. How about that? Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Okay. Spanish got. Who do you got? Who do you got, JJ? I, it, it is going to feel predictable for me, but I do. I, I would hope that they get themselves a good main event spot out of this, which would be meaningful. I do see it being Lance Archer versus Cody. And I see it being a buildup. That's the way Lance Archer will get his hands on Cody. And it will he have did, some... He did say that... Cody did say he had to earn his way to a match with Cody. So that does and, make sense. And then on top of that, obviously Cody can't go after the World Heavyweight Championship currently constructed in the storyline. So what better opportunity for him to at least be in a title picture to be up against his biggest roadblock. So I would see Cody versus Lance Archer in the finals and Lance Archer becoming the first TNT champion. The TV I, I really, I really honestly, I feel like that's the most predictable route to it. And by calling it predictable, I'm not saying it's the wrong route at all, at all. That if, if that's the route that they take to it, I feel like they did the right things and they got to where they needed to go. If if that's the route that they do take for the finals, I feel like Cody should win because they need a main event star to be that first champion to put that TNT championship on the same level as the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. So I feel like if that's going to be the finals, Cody should win. But my finals, I got Darby Allen versus Lance Archer. And I feel I do agree with JJ. I do feel that Lance Archer should be the guy they establish as that dominant first championship, first champion for the TNT championship. But my finals is Darby versus Archer because you can't go wrong either way. You either have the dominant big man as the first champion 
or you have the underdog story of Darby Allen defeating Cody and then defeating Archer to become the first ever TNT champion. True heels and spotlight just understand at the end of the day, SP agrees with me. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> moving, on, moving on to week 25 of the Wednesday Night Wars. This is where we talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT and where I let these guys know what was the rating for last night's oh, Wednesday boy. Night Wars for NXT and AEW Dynamite. So it should have been really give, high. I want to give you a preface that I never, I never, I try my best. Now, because we are social distancing, we're not in the same building, to not tell these guys the rating until we are filming this. So this is the first time these guys are going to hear this rating for AEW Dynamite and NXT. And they're going to understand Come why. Come on, NXT! Come on, NXT! You why can do it! You can wait once! Why I waited to, hear, to tell them this, because I don't know if you guys remember, it was about five or six True Heel Heats ago, Top Guy JJ literally had an aneurysm and ranted for a good 10 to 15 minutes about AEW Dynamite. I think it was about 11 weeks ago, 10 weeks ago, about AEW Dynamite going below 700,000 viewers. So this is the number for this week's AEW Dynamite and NXT. I don't like where this is going. Four. I think this is, this is now what? I think this is now... 12 weeks in a row in 2020, <laughs> AEW Dynamite has defeated NXT, in, NXT the week, suck. in the weekly ratings, but this is the number. AEW Dynamite does 685,000 viewers to NXT's 590,000 viewers. Both shows do under 700,000 viewers, only 1.1 million viewers for professional wrestling last night for the Wednesday Night Wars. What are your guys' thoughts on that number, and what was your guys' thoughts on both shows? Wait, say, say that again? <laughs> AEW Dynamite does 685,000 viewers, uh-huh. and NXT does 590,000 viewers. Both shows, for the first time, do under 700,000 viewers, as our, our esteemed number two conversation starter, Romeo Anthony Cologne, the host of Romeo Report, he says that people are just depressed. That there are no fans in professional wrestling. That they don't even want to watch professional wrestling on a Wednesday. But those are the numbers. 685 to 590 for week 25 of the Wednesday Night Wars. I'll let JJ kind of marinate on that for a bit. Chrissy Love, what's your thoughts on the number? And what's your thoughts on both shows last night? I told you guys, let everyone have a vacation. A well-needed rest break. Like everyone, like, They said stay indoors. They're not adhering to the stuff. Stay home, like relax, enjoy, make babies. I don't know, but like no one, it, everyone is, is is very disappointed in the wrestling right now because of where we are, where where people can't even go see the shows. So therefore, no one wants to watch the depressing, boring shows. We're stuck in the house. Where are we going? Where are we going? What? Yo, we're stuck in the house, and we chose to do 
anything but watch these two shows. <laughs> oh, they don't want to watch it because it's not good. Yo, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this ain't even about the product. This is embarrassing. Nigga, there's not another show on network television. Everybody, you know what? Everybody got their TV stuck on channel 2, 5, 7, and 11. Looking at the fucking coronavirus update. Like, yep. Oh, yep. Nobody's Pretty TV much, screen. yeah. Those nobody's... are the highest rated shows. So he is actually right. I, I don't usually say that. Top Guy JJ is right when he says that. That the top rated shows in America are the news channel shows over AEW Dynamite. The only the only thing that even is remotely close to professional sports right now that is running live gets beat out by the news. And this is a number one example as to why I say motherfuckers love misery and negativity. We got something to get our minds off of this for two hours. <laughs> two hours! It's only two hours! <laughs> We can get back to the news at 10 o'clock. You miserable fucks. Like, we can get back to the news. Every news station will return back to its updates at 10 p.m. Every I'm, I'm channel. I'm about Two, to do what, four, uh, what five, every AEW every AEW's uh, executive should probably do today because, like, that, and this is my that number, that number shocks the hell out of me. You handle AEW, I handle NXT. We like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, nigga, you rather watch the pre-show to the news before watching us? The news ain't even on at 8 o'clock. It's Damn. the pre-show to the news. 1.2 million people watch the Wednesday Night Wars between and then you NXT wonder why I got a great fan. Nigga, we're all home. <laughs> so what did you guys think was what did you guys think was the better show last night? AEW Dynamite or NXT? <laughs> I personally enjoyed I personally enjoyed AEW a little bit more. Because yeah, um, the the Jericho uh, segment was made gave my gave me the whole thing to give it to that I, show. I think NXT just had a little like it had a couple of matches that I had absolutely no interest in. Yeah, so that's why I kind of like turned away from NXT a couple times. Yep, but they, they were both solid shows. The NXT North American Championship Triple Threat was really really good. Yes, but the rest of the AEW show to me was in sense better. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, what the fuck is his name? The Naturals partner, Dustin's partner. What the fuck is his name? QT Marshall. Yeah, I take. You know, he's actually pretty decent. He is. He, he actually is. He, he's very. He's very underrated, and I, I do was like very the fact, hard on him on the last episode. I do like the fact that they are building them up because them together make a very good veteran team for a heel tag team to beat down the road. So I do like the fact that they're actually building them up to put over a heel tag team in the future. So I like what they're doing there. Like I said before... Is Brandy their their manager? Yes. She's a part of that whole natural nightmares uh, whole group. Chrissy Love, so nobody can hear... Your kids can't hear what I'm about to say, right? No. Okay, so the only excuse that I would get and I would be satisfied with if we asked 150 wrestling fans why they didn't watch wrestling last week, one reason, we were fucking. (laughs) I'll get high. That would be my only... If your pregame was to get high to have a great night, that is my one, one excuse. 
So, so I, I lied to you guys. We, we do have a special guest from uh, one of the hosts of Joints and Jabronis. We have There's Mary Jane, Jane here, here with us. Mary Jane is here guest starring on True Hill Heat 67 because after hearing those after hearing those numbers for the Wednesday Night Wars, it's got me worried about professional wrestling and where we're heading because the one of the only shows that are running live. We're the only entertainment that's active, you spoiled fucks. <laughs> like, yo, wrestling needs to get canceled at this point. Because niggas don't appreciate how much they're trying to put into making people entertained. And that's why it was hard to crap on what WWE has been doing as far as a product. But if they're not putting on a good show, we have no choice but to be honest. Mm. But damn, they're the only ones. Them and AEW are like, yo, NWA has been canceled. TNA, Impact has been canceled. Ring of Honor has been canceled. We haven't seen shit. Obviously, do we have to say New Japan has been canceled? We don't have to say it because they were the number one fucking case before the United States, especially New York, took over. Absolutely. It's like, yo, we have one thing and we have one thing that though the wrestling fans needs to understand is how much they were trying to give to us something to enjoy with no cost, with no profit, because they're making no money, they're making no merch sales, they're doing nothing but trying to put on a show for us. But we can't even give them the, 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 the give back and watch it? It is kind of insane to me. So, uh, in my opinion, uh, AEW Dynamite won again this week. Other than last week, AEW Dynamite has had the better show for the duration of 2020 so far. Uh, like I said before, the best part of NXT was definitely the main event North American Championship matchup. I definitely enjoyed the gauntlet for the uh, yeah. the last spot in the in the women's ladder match to determine the number one contender next week. Makes that was definitely good. Go. They definitely did a good job of putting over Shotzi Blackheart. Shouts out to her. She had a great performance last night. They put over D- Dakota Kai in the end, and she got the final spot. Uh, I will say, one thing that we haven't mentioned, we've mentioned a lot of the flaws of NXT, but one major flaw is that one of the top five best workers on NXT... Oh my god, where are you going with this? Fucking Kushida! What the fuck are they doing with Kushida? Kushida! Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Kushida! You said top? Time out. Kushida! Are you surprised? He's Asian. Yes, yes, I am He's Asian. He's Asian. What What do WWE do with Asians? They kill him. They kill him. But I'm saying, Asuka got a good push in NXT. Shinsuke Nakamura got a good push in NXT. Hito fucking Atami got a good push in NXT. Hito. Hito. This is ridiculous. They gave up. Like, they gave up they, on AC wrestlers. Like, like, like woke culture. I'll give it up to to woke culture. We met them at the Bullet Club Bar Party last uh, last year. So, shouts uh, out to them. We I met a couple. Of them. They put up on their website on the ups and downs. They do ups and downs each week for NXT, and they keep saying like they literally one week with the Undisputed Era going backstage. They literally put Kushida in a fucking bin, in a yeah. fucking trash can. They put him in a trash can because that's how much they care about fucking Kushida. This nigga gets seven minutes with Joe Kim Wild, and I literally, the match is literally forgettable. And you would think that even him and DJ Z, 
not to give him his WWE name because I want to call him. I want to call him DJ Z because that's how Top Guy JJ knows him because the most over JJ Z ever for the whole the whole bros gimmick with him and Robbie E and all those guys back in TNA. But my God, they gave him it was really forgettable but uh, that was the main point of nxt where i was just like i'm just like what are they doing on nxt what are they doing and the, the i will say they did, job, they did a good job of promoting for next week with the uh final heartbeat between tomaso champa and johnny gargano as well as the ladder match for the number one contendership for the nxt women's championship match but it was really a setup show that's why yeah. AEW Dynamite was a lot better because AEW Dynamite did what NXT did two weeks ago in showing video package, but they did video packages that actually advanced storylines, right. like the the Jake Hager John Moxley story uh, video package. That was right. great. Like I never thought I would be hyped up in a in a matchup between Dean Ambrose and Jack Swagger until that video package. They made Jake <laughs> Hager. They made Jake Hager look like more of a main eventer in six minutes than WWE did in eight years. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, JJ. I just have a question for you. So this is actually just a question. This is a real question. Like, I'm not trying to troll you or anything like that. What would NXT do to Kushida? What could they do for him to elevate his status in the brand at the moment? This would give, obviously, you know, so I want to hear... It come out directly. I want to. I want to reply to that question with a question to you, sir. Why is a guy who obviously is not the same guy that he was before his injury because he hasn't put on a good match? He's been in the ring with Roderick Strong. He's been in the ring with Bobby Fish, and he still hasn't put on a great match. Why is Velveteen Dream being positioned as the number one contender for the NXT Championship against Adam Cole and not Kushida? Velveteen Dream. Like, I'm a Velveteen Dream fan. I've been a fan of him since so, he was So, the question again is... enough in 2015. But why is Velveteen Dream in this position right now when he clearly doesn't have his feet under him? He clearly has ring rust. He clearly hasn't been positioned as a great babyface to kind of overcome the 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 g- tremendous title reign that has been Adam Cole. Why is he being positioned to really end this Adam Cole title reign? I don't understand it. I just don't understand it at all. So the so I think it's literally kind of asking you the exact same question because I think it requires an answer. Is that would Kushida? have more relevance in the same exact story that Velveteen Dream is in, replacing Velveteen Dream with himself. Yes, because Kushida would have a lot better matches with Roderick Strong, which you've seen live in Philadelphia, right in front of our eyes when we were in the second row. Kushida versus Roderick Strong is a lot better than Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. Kushida versus versus Bobby Fish is a lot better than what we saw between... The, the main thing that stood out between Velveteen Dream and Bobby Fish last night was the fact that Velveteen Dream's crack was on my TV screen for about 20 minutes. And they went through two commercial breaks. And, and the only thing that stands out in that entire matchup is not a move. 
It's not an aneurysm. It's not a fucking facial expression. No, it's the fact that Velveteen Dream's ass crack was on my TV screen for about 25 minutes. I'm dead. Listen, I mean... So, I mean, listen, you're talking to somebody that has seen Kushida in action many times. We've seen Kushida in action in Philly. We've seen Kushida in action at Supercard of Honor. We've seen him at multiple ROH shows. We understand the in-ring prowess of Kushida. But we're talking to mass fans. We're talking to mass fans. Would this be more interesting what do you do? if Kushida was in this picture other than Velveteen Dream? And then right, what would so. you do with Velveteen Dream if you replace him with Kushida? So let's bring this question back to Chrissy. So Chrissy, Chrissy mm. is more of a fan mm, that, like hasn't seen, that, hasn't, that hasn't seen Kushida live. Now, now, Chrissy, I understand the fact that Velveteen Dream as a character is tremendous. Right. But would you agree that Velveteen Dream, since he came back, has not put on a good to great match? Um... Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's been at Velveteen's um, caliber. Thank you. We obviously see saying. that this is not the same Velveteen dream that was here before the injury. Would you agree with that? Right. I would agree. However, so, but but I just I just want to poise this question to you. <laughs> so would Kashida putting on better matches against Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish have you more anticipating a Kashida? Adam Cole match than you right now feel about a Velveteen Dream Adam Cole match? Um, I'm not going to downgrade that match. Um, I'm excited to see. I don't know why he's back. The whole point of him coming back was supposed to be going after um, Roderick. Strong. Strong. So I, I don't understand like, I, I, yeah, I didn't understand the whole cage match where he like locked himself in and then he was against with, in there with Adam Cole. Like that, I didn't understand the whole premise of that whole thing. So I was like, yeah, you had a vendetta you where you wore this man's wife's face on your behind or your leg or your thigh or whatever. So I didn't understand the whole premise of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't get it, but I mean, it's whatever to me. So you so, do more or less you. Uh, so while I'm kind of saying that Kushida would be in a better position than than Velveteen Dream, you mm-hmm. are more or less saying that the booking is all the way fucked up of this yes. whole situation. Right. right. So they are the, the ones that, that messed up more than Velveteen Dream. Correct. Because so not even a, his, really his fault is the booking of what has happened and the chain of events that's brought us to right now. Like it shouldn't even be right. It shouldn't even be this happening. Okay, I can agree with you there. As a fan of Kushida, basically her issue with the booking of Velveteen Dream and the title match has nothing to do with the enhancement of Kushida. It's the yeah, placement yeah, yeah. of Velveteen Dream. So that's why I'm wondering. It's like, okay, she wasn't anticipating. She had nothing to say about Kushida because there's not really much to know about Kushida unless you have followed his career. Correct. So yeah, that's absolutely. the thing is that why wouldn't Kushida get thrown in and it, it it doesn't look right right now because North American Championship is the land of the big men for it, the exactly quick time that, 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 Thank you. Thank you for mentioning that because I was that was my next point. Why is the North American title the two, 280 pounds and over Yo, title? That shit is like the ultra heavyweight division. <laughs> it don't make no sense. So Kushida's issue is not even his it's literally exactly what Chrissy's point is it is the total booking aspect overall 
because there's no equality right now in the booking of this company. They're trying to focus on their faces and something that we've been trying to say for the longest is trying to establish a face, but them trying to establish seven faces still doesn't give them one face. I, I can agree with both of y'all on and that accord. The, the booking of NXT is kind of off right now. So let's get into the WWE news. WWE rumored to be taking a break from programming due to the Florida stay-at-home order. It makes kind of sense with in that regard. But what I was talking about earlier as far as me being not only a professional wrestling fan, not only a fan of WWE, even though I do have a lot of criticisms of WWE, NXT. I do have yep. criticisms because I am a fan. I want them to be better. But I am very happy to report Fox has announced a huge deal with WWE, which will bring WrestleMania to Fox Sports and Fox Now apps. In addition, they will air 22 hours of past WWE content on Fox Sports, starting with Raw Rumble 2020, which aired, I think, I believe it was Tuesday night, uh, two nights ago. <laughs> WrestleMania will be available for $60 for both nights. So if you don't have the WWE Network, I just want to tell you guys, you guys can download the Fox app on your phone, on your Xbox, on your PS4, whatever type of tablet or whatever device you have, you can download it on the Fox Now app. I have the Fox Now app, so I'm a contributor to the Fox Now app, but I want to feed you, I want to beg you guys to pay $60 for both nights. If you don't want to pay $10 for the WWE Network, you're not really a wrestling fan. You just want to see WrestleMania with no... I'm follow that with a question, Chrissy Love. Um, um, are, are you going to pay $60 for the two nights? No, because I have the WWE <laughs> Network. <laughs> I have an app. Why would I do that? Please, for all you guys that are watching this True Heel Heat, you've made it this far into our podcast. You've listened this far into our podcast, if you don't have the WWE Network, I suggest you get on the Fox Now app. You pay $60, you get both nights of WrestleMania, but if you don't want to get the Fox Now app, you don't want to get Fox Sports app, Fight TV! Fight TV! The number one streamer for AEW, for all independent wrestling, Ring of Honor, NWA, they're going to have WrestleMania. They're going to have WrestleMania 36 available for $60 for both nights as well. I will do Fight TV. Um, he just literally I, just he just promoted his stocks for like the last five minutes. Anywho, um, yeah, let's let's get to the card and um because because if I don't if I don't sell it if I sell it today I would only make two dollars. I'm trying to up that time that stock price that stock price plummeted in the last. How much is the stock for? How much is it going for right now? Yo, that shit was at at the beginning on January first. The stock price was at like sixty seven dollars. Like honestly, in in retrospect, I probably should have sold on January first because right now, the WWE stock price is at like thirty five dollars. I might have to just buy one now. I, I bought mine for $33, so I'm going to buy more stock because it's bound yes, to get up, especially with this new deal. But I'll talk later on on the, on the side part on that part so I can hey, buy me I, We get stock advice on True Hill Heat as well. We are trying to contribute to every form of being a professional wrestling fan. So it's, it's now is the time to buy stock in WWE. Unless you are worried about the lawsuit that is about to come to them, we'll have more on that later on the next episode of True Hill. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I, I don't. <laughs> so we gotta he keep promotes the spoiler of buying their shit and then put you in jeopardy of losing everything. 
Correct. You gotta buy it. No, if you're not worried about the fact that probably for the next eight to twelve months you might have to just keep it at that. They're just gonna have to keep it at that price. But by like twenty twenty two, it's gonna go back up. You just gotta think about the long term. It's all about the long term. to take care of all that stuff. So just to stay in it for the long run, the long fight. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. WWE has started working with Netflix for featured uh, films, kicking off with the upcoming WWE's The Main Event, which was set to debut soon. There were. They actually had the trailer for that, uh, I think, on our recent uh, WWE show. Uh, There were rumors of both Daniel Bryan, Edge, uh, Cesaro, and Asuka being out of WrestleMania, but later reports have revealed that all four have made appearances during the WrestleMania taping, so good on that. We still have our Intercontinental title match. Uh, CM Punk's sporadic appearances on WWE backstage are due to the WWE. Not surprising. Mm. Uh, his contract is for one appearance per month. Various reports have revealed that this man has no intention of working with both CM Punk and Alberto El Patron, a.k.a. Alberto Del Rio, following the rumors that WWE mm. wanted to work with both men. WWE believes CM Punk devalued himself by returning on WWE Backstage. As all three of us said after he debuted on WWE Backstage, this makes sense. Um, the revival is halfway free. They halfway they halfway there to freedom. Uh, this week, Scott Dawson's WWE contract has expired. With Dash Daw- Dash Wilder's uh, scheduled to retire, uh, scheduled to expire in June. Both men's contracts had moved beyond their downside figure. So since they've been not used, they've been staying at home, not getting paid for the last two months. So what? Yes, we hope that side stash or something. Come out, come out. How the fuck did they sign individual contracts as a tag team? No, because Dash Wilder, if you remember back in 2017, he got injured. So and he never competed. They do the Dawson never competed. It doesn't matter. He was injured, so he wasn't uh obliged by the, the contract that he signed, so they extended his contract while Scott Dawson, he also got injured, so his contract was really supposed to expire in like January, but that got extended to April. Uh I don't know why they want to fucking leave so bad. And speaking of where they're probably jumping they got individual contracts and they're a tag team. Speaking of where they'll probably jump to, AEW Dynamite, AEW uh, news. Due to Florida stay-at-home order, AEW has moved their Dynamite and Dark tapings to an undisclosed location. That's what we saw last night on uh, Dynamite, which has, honestly, in my opinion, it's actually an upgrade for the last two weeks. I feel like the whole set that they had for last night kind of fits with the whole empty arena, and they can keep the superstars at ringside, which really adds a lot. I like it that way. Yeah, the two weeks that they had the wrestlers as the audience, it's been better than the week that they didn't. It's honestly yeah. been better. Uh, Tony Khan. something to the show. I, I think it's. I think it was like. I was like, why didn't WWE think of this idea and then like whole like them like putting bets on and like you know cheering each other on and like m- making noises it was great. I, I love how the bet. I love how the bet thing is an ongoing storyline now. That that uh, Sammy and and Sean started doing it during their match. Like, yeah. I, I bet you can't hold them up for ten seconds. Oh, <laughs> I did it. Here's your buddy. Oh, I bet you can't hold them up for fifteen seconds. Yeah, I was loving that. I was like, and I love the fact that Sean Spears loses every bet that he makes. <laughs> 
for a perfect hey, 10. Hey, but he's on a winning streak right now, though. Yeah, he is. He, but for a perfect 10, he's pretty unlucky. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's moved to an undisclosed location. Tony Khan has decided to have all those in the high-risk group, elderly age uh, performers, to stay at home and not attend the AEW Dynamite, ta- the AEW Dynamite tapings, which, if you remember... About 20, 30 minutes in this podcast, I said that WWE should have done this shit. But yes, Tony Khan decided to make sure that all the people that were at risk stay at home for the tapings. That includes Jim Ross, Jake the mm-hmm. St. Robert. The Young Bucks, SCU, and Excalibur have been off due to travel restrictions from coming from Florida. And the Death Triangle, which is Pac, uh, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix are seeing similar issues due to being out of the country. Pac in the yeah. UK and uh, the Me- the Lucha Bros in Mexico. The Young Bucks were named the Tag Team of the Decade for the 2010s by Wrestling Observer Newsletter. This is due to winning the Tag Team of the Year for 9 out of 10 years. Where do you guys have the Young Bucks as your all-time tag teams? There's not many tag teams that have gone as long as all like all time. Honestly, yeah, that's that's That's, a serious. That's a really on the spot. So that means you got to now put me on the spot and talk about where they rank in the place with the Heart Foundations, the Rockers, Demolition, the Golden Lovers. You got the Dudley Boys, Legion of Doom. Like Jesus Christ. Okay, first of all, that needs a whole separate thought process. Yeah, but if I had to, if I had to think about it right away. If I had to think about it right away, I would probably say the Young Bucks are probably like number three or four, okay. but not the greatest just, tag just, team of all I just, time. I just say, I just say, where do you have them? Like top five, like top if ten? I had, I, they would definitely be top five to me because they definitely revolutionized the sport in their own way. I definitely think that they have definitely done very good for the tag team culture. They have done good for tag team wrestling overall. And they have very good business savvy. So it's like I kind of I'm putting all of it together for them. But their resume as wrestling, like as far as like wrestling in general, it's it's kind of hard to like I didn't even mention the fucking Briscoes. Like, I just you know, said I top mean, five. Where do you have them? Top five, top ten, top twenty. I would what say do you top have? five. I have them top five. I have them top five. Francie, where do you have them? Mm. I, I guess top five. They're not my not my number one, but yeah, sure. They're definitely top five for me, but not number one. I, I got I got them top three. I don't necessarily have them number one, but I definitely got yeah, them I don't top have them number one. Yeah, they can they can definitely do top five. I mean, but they're definitely not my number one for sure. So WWE officials said to be upset with the Brody Lee's uh, Mister Man subs in his uh, <laughs> vignettes over the last Why? couple of weeks. I mean, you know, you know, know, they don't like anybody making fun. And then uh, Brody Lee and Matt Hardy both appeared on Talk is Jericho to speak about their WWE run. So definitely check out the last week for for Talk is Jericho. AEW is delaying an announcement in regards to AEW double or nothing due to not wanting to cancel. New Japan News, New Japan has canceled all events through uh, April 18th due to the current pandemic. And other Japanese promotions like Bushiro-owned Stardom has started running uh, live shows again last week. 
But now Japan is back at a stay-at-home order, and events have been canceled until further notice. Yeah, uh, they, they lifted it too soon. <laughs> they moved a little bit too fast. They were trying to make that bread, but they moved a little bit too fast. ROH News, ROH announces no live events until June for the company. NWA News, NWA Crockett Comp uh, 2020 and tapings for NWA Power have been postponed until further notice. Other wrestling news, MLW announces several new uh, TV deals in the Middle East, North Africa, and Poland, and their live events have been postponed until April 15th as well. Rev Pro have canceled all events through May, and All Japan Pro Wrestling, as well as uh, Dragon Gate, canceled through the end of April. And then finally, we got... Canceled or postponed? Huh? Are they canceled or postponed? Uh, they're canceled until further notice. They're canceled because they don't know when they're going to start up again. So they just said canceled. Okay. So we okay. move on to what's next. And what's next is, of course, WrestleMania 36. Two nights of WrestleMania. We don't know exactly which night everything is going to be, whether it's April 4th, April 5th. We're recording this on Thursday before SmackDown is uh, aired. So maybe on SmackDown they announce what night, which matches are going to be. But let's get into the card from bottom to top. At the bottom of the card, we got Chrissy Loves. Chrissy Loves, personal favorite, and I said one of the best WrestleMania buildups of any match on this card. We got of Heavy Machinery, Otis, going one-on-one yep. with yep. Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose. This has been a long-standing rivalry. It all started with Otis and Mandy's flirtatious relationship backstage. Dolph Ziggler kind of getting in the way of it, ruining Otis's fruitcake that he got for uh, Mandy Christmas. Rose, as well as, well as uh, his so Valentine's Day Dolph date. Dolph Ziggler is a cock block. He is. He's a He's professional a cock block. He's a pro at cock blocking. He's yep. a man of many cock blocking ways. So who you got? Dolph versus Otis. Chrissy Love. Uh, Otis. The Wormy. Uh, the Wormy. My kid's personal favorite. <laughs> Definitely gonna go with Dolph Ziggler because Mandy wow. Rose is gonna cost Otis the match. Ah, uh, God. You I, might be I, right, though. I can see it, but I think that we need some happy endings at WrestleMania due to what's going on, so I'm going with Otis. I'm o- going with Otis to finally get the girl. Finally get the girl and right. run off. With the victory it's and the girl? And the girl. Oh, run off and just... Yep. Yeah. We, yeah. we have the worst built match for WrestleMania coming up next. We have, have a match made impersonation, man. We have a match made by WrestleMania host Rob Gronkowski. And oh Lions going one-on-one with Kane Corbin. Who you got in this one? This has been built up during various backstage vignettes <laughs> and songs. So who you got? Corbin or Elias? <laughs> Elias. I'm going with Corbin. I need, I need to go get my Mary for this one. <laughs> <laughs> he walked out. He walked off the set. What's new? He, wow. walks up the set. he walks up the set during every one of our predictions. It doesn't matter if we're in the same vicinity or not, whether we're talking of Ring of Honor or not, he walks off of every prediction that we do. So you said um, you said you got Elias, I got Corbin. Who you got, JJ? Elias, probably.
He got to light. He got to light his blunt before he even answers. I'm like, wait, did, did, did something happen? <laughs> hey, um, we'll get to him. Go. We'll get. We'll get a double match <laughs> prediction for him off the next one. So next one is not where I'm going with Corbin. Fucking Corbin. That's why I had to roll up because I have to pick his sorry ass in a match. Hey, I'll light it. I'll light mine back up for you. Um. So we got next. You got a black man versus Alistair Black. We got Bobby Lashley uh, going one on one with Pick a Fight. Will he be okay to we'll fight to him? What happened? I said, well, we don't know. We, nothing is confirmed of what's been filmed or not, but we got Bobby Lashley going one on one with Alistair Black. Who you got? Black. You got Black. Who you got, JJ? Wait, is Bobby Lashley even going to be there? Yeah, that's what I just said. I don't, I don't understand why this needs to be more than five seconds. This match has no build-up to it. They've had zero five interaction. Yo, this is literally... Card. Yo, when you get a match on, like, Monday Night Raw and you get the vignette card and you just see Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley, but no, we're going to save this for WrestleMania with no build. Um, you are spending way Alistair too much Black. time on this Alistair, match. Alistair Black. Poor Alistair Thank Black, you. man. Thank you. Now we have a match with an actual build-up to it. Yes, I'm going for Alistair Black as well, all across the board. We have a match with an actual build-up to it, but the build-up is depending on how you feel about it. I hope it. you're holding us have... our cards and, like, keeping who, who's winning, who wins. because uh, as... I, 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 always, I always try my best to keep track of who predicted what, so we got... Yeah, because I've been uh, perfect for the last couple True Heel Heats, and you gave me no me acknowledgement, me bitch. And, me and you picked Otis. He picked Dolph. Me and JJ picked Corbin. You picked Elias. And all yeah. three of us picked out the black. We got Seth Rollins going one-on-one with Kevin Owens. This has been building up ever since Survivor Series, surprisingly, since November. Yeah. Ever since the Team Raw lost to NXT at Survivor Series, Seth Rollins has been on Eagle Trip. He has started his modern-day Messiah, recruited Buddy Murphy, and turned him into Murphy. He AOP has been his hired guns, and he's been in multiple different type of uh, multi-man matches between Kevin Owens and assortment of talent. So now finally we get Kevin Owens one-on-one with Seth Rollins. This is all about Kevin Owens finally getting his WrestleMania moment, or will Seth Rollins get yet another one? Who you got? Chrissy Love. I I, want to go with Kevin so he can get his moment, even though it's not going to be a crowd. Uh I'm going with Kevin. Go with Kevin. I don't even have anything to sip on. Um, who do you got? Who you got, JJ? I hope, I hope Kevin Owens is the victor in this match. I hope that it works exactly. out that way. But Seth Rollins seems to be one of the aces. So I do see Seth Rollins winning in controversial fashion. I do see Seth Rollins pulling this one out over Kevin Owens. Yet again, another spoiling KO Mania. Was it four? Because mm-hmm. he wasn't even on a card last year. Nope, he wasn't. Also true. Also true. I'm going to go with this match. Not only am I predicting this match to start the show, I am predicting for this match to be really good. And Kevin Owens will finally get his WrestleMania moment. I feel like this story has I built so. Kevin so. Owens getting yeah. his moment and getting a huge win Yeah, let here. that so. open up the show and let him like like be the I winner. I hope so. I just don't have a exactly. lot of confidence in it, but I hope so. Yeah, definitely. Next up, we got the Firefly 
fun house. This is oh John Cena going one-on-one with Bray Wyatt. This all started six years ago at WrestleMania 30 when Bray Wyatt lost to John Cena. He said that is the reason why The Fiend was created. The Fiend challenged John Cena uh, after Sweet Saudi Money when The Fiend lost the Universal Championship to Goldberg. And he has haunted John Cena ever since. And now finally we get the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. Who you got, guys? Fiend. Look at JJ looks so disappointed. Stop it. <laughs> as as see, like I got on the shirt. I'm going fiend. She Ray does White. have on the shirt. Ray White's gonna win this match. <laughs> I think all across the board we got the fiend Bray Wyatt getting this one. Oh, Next JJ. up we got the fiend is fucking dead. Stop it. The fiend is dead. We got fiend the best dead. that shit is over with. We got the best built matchup. To WrestleMania. This is the one that everyone is looking forward to. After almost a decade of being retired, the rated R superstar Edge returned at the Royal Rumble 2020, the night after his former tag team partner of rated RKO, Randy Orton, visually attacked him, laid him out. Edge was supposedly supposed to be retired by his wife, Beth Phoenix, the Hall of Famer. But but rated R super uh, but the one and only legend killer Randy Orton wouldn't allow that to happen. He Correct. called Beth Phoenix a bad mother and a bad wife, <laughs> and later out with an RKO, which leads us to a last man standing match. Edge with his first singles matchup in over nine years, going one on one with his former tag team partner, the legend killer. Randy Orton. Randy Orton has been at top form during this build. Rated R Superstar Edge has put on some of his best promos in history. What do you guys think the match is going to play out, and who do you have winning? Uh, I have... Um, I think Edge would win. Um, I think it's going to be great. Sucks that it's going to happen in front of no one, but I'm sure they're going to give us a great match. Who you got, JJ? So I think this is going to be Edge, Randy Orton's best match in years. Yeah. But, you know, yo, you, we got to give a shout out to our guy, yo. Um, I, I listen, if y'all familiar with Tony Chimmel, I just got to go with the rated R Superstar Edge. <laughs> I think all across the board, we're going with Edge here to get the victory in his first matchup. And next up, one we can run through very quickly, WWE Women's, Champion, Women's Tag Team Championship match. It's going to be Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss going up against the long-term champions, the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I'm going with the Kabuki Warriors to retain. Who you guys got? Hey, Kabuki War- Warriors, they're gold right now. Like Asuka's I can't! Been- I can't! I can't! Okay! <laughs> The okay. best commentator in, in WWE, like, Oscar. Her not speaking English is golden right now. Like, they have to keep that momentum. Like, they, they got it going. Next match. You got the Kabuki Warriors as well, match. JJ? And I got the right. fantasy team. Next match. WWE Intercontinental Championship match. We got Daniel Bryan going one-on-one with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn won the Intercontinental Championship at WWE Elimination Chamber. Ever since then, he's kind of been harassing Daniel Bryan and his new partnership with Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to get this title match for Daniel Bryan. So here you got Bryan versus Zayn. This is one match. This is a dream match to a lot of hardcore fans out there. I got Daniel... Brian getting the happy victory. Like I said, we're gonna have a lot of babyface happy moments, and I got Daniel Bryan getting the victory here. Same. 
I don't see it. I see him being a champion for like two minutes to make him happy, and then they're gonna get just strip it away like they always do. Like your, your champion, yeah, your, your championship means nothing. Your reign is nothing. You did it for like two weeks. Goodbye. Exactly. JJ. Literally the meaningless title run in the history of WWE. Daniel Bryan wins and becomes the Intercontinental Champion. Raw Tag Team Championship match. We got the Street Profits defending against the new tag team of NXT's Austin Theory. Our boy, Austin Theory. Our first interview that we've ever done with a professional wrestler was with Austin Theory. So I'm very proud, very happy that this man, even though it's in front of no fans, gets at 22 years old, is getting to perform at his very first WrestleMania, teaming up with Angel Garza. That's been a highlight of both NXT and Monday Night Raw. But I am going with the Street Profits, your Red Cup <laughs> hero in this one. Who you got, Chrissy? Same. Street Profits, they want the smoke and they're going to win. Give me the points, bro. Give me the points. I'm just saying, um, if 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 Austin Theory keeps missing spots like that, this will be his last WrestleMania. Well, I mean, yeah, he did miss that dive on Monday Night Raw. Now. Yeah, yeah, he will. This will be his last. Re- you in the big time now, bro. You a great wrestler. I love you. You gotta. You're you're the man, and I love I love Austin Theory, but you gotta protect your talent. You can't just let him. You can't just let him hang like that. Facts. This will be your last show if you let that shit happen again. But you got the street profits. You get the points. Oh, across the board. All right. SmackDown Tag Team Championship ladder match that we don't know is going to transpire. How we're gonna say it is going to transpire right now. As the Miz, who is sick. We'll team up with John Morrison to verse The New Day and The Usos. The Miz and Morrison successfully defended the titles at Elimination Chamber. Now defend against The New Day and Usos. Who you got? I feel like they... I don't know. Like I feel like I see The Miz and Morrison still holding on to the belt for some strange reason. Don't want them to, but yeah. You got JJ? Either way, give me the points. You know what I'm saying? We got the Usos and the New Day. We definitely walking out with some new champions. Um, due to the Miz having a severe leg injury, he will not be able to participate in this match. Leg and what? he will be, he, uh, you know, the you know WWE is not acknowledging the coronavirus at all. <laughs> WWE has no awareness of this virus whatsoever. They have not acknowledged it. They have not mentioned it. They have not said it at all. So why would they waste their energy and their breath on saying that the Miz is sick? So with the severe leg injury that has made him medically incompat, medically incapable to compete, the Usos will reign on top one more time with their probably final championship run. Their final, <clears throat> mate, possibly in, w- in I'm, WWE. I'm, in WWE, I'm gonna agree. With oh, you. and then you, gonna... the contracts is up. They leaving? I think this is gonna bounce. I'm going to agree with <laughs> Top Guy JJ, and I'm going to go with the Usos on this one. Who okay. you got? Boneyard, Boneyard match. What is, <laughs> that? what is that? The, under, the, Undertaker, the Undertaker versus AJ Styles. I'm going. You know what? Fuck it. No, I'm not going with AJ Styles. I'm going with The Undertaker. Because I, I told you. 
I told, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I told all you people that The Undertaker would come back at the WrestleMania 34. Did I not? Did I not? Top Guy JJ was here. I did say that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. All of you that are viewing this, that have made it this far into this video, you probably heard me say it as well. You guys know I said this shit. And yes, The Undertaker will keep winning until he finally decides that yes is enough. Because you guys enabler. You're all fucking enablers. Wow. Who you got? Undertaker. Uh AJ Styles will rest in peace. <laughs> I'm mad you did the face, the the voice, all of <laughs> So the Undertaker all across the board. Uh next up we got for the SmackDown Women's Championship a five way. We got Bailey. Hey. Why don't you describe what a boneyard match is? Describe uh, Bailey defending against Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, and Tamina, and Naomi. I got Bailey successfully defending in this one. Who you guys? Oh, but they pulled Dana Brooke out because she got the coronavirus. She got it ahead of time. But the Miz is still but the Miz is still competing. She got ahead of time. But the Miz is still competing, and a boneyard match spotlight in True Hills. Is the WWE's version of a buried alive match. They can't use the term buried alive because of the pandemic that is going on. So they called it a <laughs> boneyard match. Have fun. Would you just make your prediction for this woman's side of match, please? <laughs> Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lacey, Tamina, Naomi. Who you got? You all know Sasha ain't winning. Thank you for telling us who's not going to win. Chrissy Love, who you got? I was going to fix um, Bailey. <laughs> you got Bailey? JJ, do you want to make a prediction oh, or so should we move on? Bailey is winning this shit, man. Thank you. That's all we needed. I, I, uh, love well. whole, I just love her whole gimmick. It was like, I wasn't even going to show up this year. Like, I, I didn't plan it. I've been great this year. Why would I show up to WrestleMania? I needed a night off. I loved it. He's like, I skip, I skip that. I don't even need to come to graduation. Just give me my diploma. Uh, Raw, Raw Women's Championship match. We got Shayna Baszler finally getting her shot against Becky Lynch. This guy, this all started at Survivor Series. Shayna beat Becky and uh, Bailey in a triple threat match in the main event. Then she came to Monday Night Raw and beat a chunk out of Becky Lynch's neck. And now, and then she defeated five women directly. Became the first person to ever defeat. All her opponents in the Elimination Chamber match. And now we got Shayna versus Becky after a year-long Raw Women's Championship match. A, a reign of terror by Becky Lynch. Oh, wow. Reign of terror is very, a very far-fetched friend. The, the man versus the queen of spades. Who you got, Chrissy? Queen of spades. Ooh, I know that hurts you to say that. I, yeah. Oh, you got it's her time is up, though. And this is where it finally has to end for Becky Lynch. Finally, it's right. over. One Wait, WrestleMania it? later, it's over. You made it this far. Shayna Baszler will 
in I believe in shockingly dominant fashion will take her. the title from Becky Lynch. I agree with you guys all across the board. Shayna Baszler becomes the new Raw Women's Champion. NXT Women's Championship match. Becky gets dominated. Don't be surprised if Becky gets taken out. I want that to happen due to how this builds up and how Becky Lynch has treated her character. Uh, NXT Women's Championship match. We got the the 2020 Royal Rumble winner, Charlotte Flair, going one-on-one. Charlotte was uncertain of what championship she would challenge for, so Rhea Ripley, the nightmare, decided to challenge Charlotte. Then two weeks later at NXT TakeOver Portland, Charlotte accepted the challenge attacking uh, Rhea Ripley and making her claim for the NXT Women's Championship. This is all about Rhea Ripley coming out of the shadow of Charlotte Flair. She's been compared to Charlotte ever since she came into the WWE. So who you got? Rhea Ripley becoming a star, elevating herself, defeating Charlotte Flair, or Charlotte Flair coming over to NXT and becoming the new women's champion? Who you got? This is a hard one. I don't know. This um, is the this is probably the toughest to predict of this yeah. of this WrestleMania card. I'm gonna go with Charlotte Flair to become the eleven time. Women's champion and become the new NXT Women's champion. It creates whole brew brand new matchups that I would love to see on NXT. Her versus Io Shirai. Her versus Bianca Belair for the title this time. Her versus uh, Mia Yim. There's a whole bunch of talent on the NXT Women's roster. And Charlotte being that anchor for it all would just elevate it even more. Even though it's the best women's division of any division in professional wrestling right now. Top guy, JJ, who you got? Rhea versus Charlotte. I'm going to actually 100% agree and say that it will be Charlotte Flair that walks out of the Performance Center with the NXT Women's Championship. Championship. Uh, I, and I see that only because I think this is Shayna's time in Raw. Charlotte's also mm-hmm. on Raw. So, so she got to go. So there's not room enough for two main eventers. So they want to main event both women. You got, so you I, got, I you see both women being main evented. So I see Charlotte beating Rhea Ripley, and then of course being another rematch in the following takeover with them two probably giving Rhea her spot back. Makes sense. Sounds good, Chrissy. Uh Charlotte then for the win. Charlotte across the board, peeps. Charlotte across the board. And our two main event matchups, WWE Universal Championship matchup. Yes, it is currently billed as Roman Reigns versus Bill Goldberg, but we will replace Roman Reigns with Braun Strowman. This all started when Bill Goldberg won the Universal Championship at WWE. Sweet! Sorry! Money! He doesn't defend against Roman Reigns, the man that decided he wanted a shot at the title. He defends against Braun Strowman, who just lost the Intercontinental Championship to three men. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Strowman versus Goldberg. I don't care really about this match, Um, but I guess it might be Braun. Don't win Braun for the win. JJ, who you got? Braun versus Goldberg. Uh, 
Yo, we're in a pandemic right now, man. We can't be extending mm-hmm. contracts. Mm-hmm. So definitely Braun Strowman is becoming a universal championship. So we ain't got to pay Goldberg no extra money. Goldberg, go back home with your son. Yep, facts. And finally, I am not going to agree. We're not going to have a across-the-board vote. I am going with Bill Goldberg to win this matchup, keep the Universal Championship, keep that money coming through because Bill is a great draw, and he will be back in the summertime to finally drop that Universal Championship to who he's supposed to drop it to, Roman Reigns. Uh, For the WWE Championship, it is Brock Lesnar, the Beast, defending against Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble winner. He defeated he de- he eliminated Brock Lesnar who was in the Men's Royal Rumble uh with the Claymore kick and then went on to win the entire Royal Rumble Battle Royal. So who you got here? McIntyre versus Lesnar. I'll start us off and I'll say Drew McIntyre becomes our new and first ever WWE champion from the UK. Who you got, Chrissy Love? Drew, 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 Drew. What you got, JJ? There's a lot of titles supposed to change hands here. You don't see it happen, friend? It's got to stay still. I see them keeping on to bringing Brock Lesnar in front of that raw screen for another two months, saying no words. Hey, Brock and Drew McIntyre. been a full-timer in 2020. No. Um, and so I, I, if I'm picking new tag team champions, if I'm picking a new intercontinental champion, I'm picking a new universal champion, there's a title that's going to stay still. And to me, the, the, the WWE championship looks great on Brock Lesnar. All right. So he, he disagrees like I disagreed with the previous matchup. So a couple of plugs right. for our lineup before we wrap things up. Both of our Dark Side of the Ring, uh, me and Chrissy Love, uh, reviewed the first two episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, Chris Benoit, and New Jack episodes that are, that's up on our YouTube channel. So definitely check that out. Drop a like. Uh, drop a subscribe if you're watching this for the first time. A new episode of Dark Power with the Stat King is up on there as well, as well as two new comments. Countdowns will be coming up to the YouTube channel this week. We got our top 10 uh, WrestleMania builds coming up this uh, tomorrow. And we got the 10 most hilariously botched promos with me and Chris G from Joyce and Jabroni. So check that out. That's up on the YouTube channel right now. And we'll be doing a few more lists for you exclusively about WrestleMania for WrestleMania weekend. Facebook, True Hills. Facebook, we got a True Hill Heat page as well as the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. We're going to be sharing this video to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight once it's all done by our producers. So you can drop a like, drop a subscribe, and check us out right there. Uh, The Dirt Sheet Radio, that's our good friend Jonathan Escudero as well as Battle Club Pro. Twitter, at True Hill Heat. Chrissy Love, (laughs) Top Guy JJ, let us know where they can follow you on social media. Uh, catch the next episode of SmackDown with the Lynches. Um, we'll, we'll probably give you the the takeoff to WrestleMania episode <laughs> uh, predictions or show or results. I'm sure whatever they're going to feed us this week. Uh, other than that, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. The sensation is Chrissy Love or Chrissy Love underscore. Top guy, JJ. All right, um, so you're either going to get this one or you're going to get the real version that we did. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just just fucking with you, man. It's a uh, True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ on the IG on Facebook. You're gonna find me at Justin Johnson, and as I said earlier, um, you will be getting uh, more off the rails after WrestleMania, like right after WrestleMania. I had right to get my mind, I had to get my mind right for this shit, man. This shit has been too much, going messed you up. too much going on, and I and I told him from the beginning, if I don't feel it, I can't do it. So he, he I wasn't feeling unless it. Unless he feels it. Unless he yeah, feels I, I need, it. I need to have epi- – I can't just do an episode as a job. I need to do it as if I'm feeling it. So I'm feeling <laughs> it again, and I'm, I'm stuck – I'm stuck – I'm tired of being stuck in this fucking – in this house and shit. So, you know, it's, it's time to talk to my people again. And I couldn't get no comments. I couldn't get no Chris G comments. I couldn't get no Jaquan comments. I couldn't get or, no Austin yeah. comments. Yeah, I couldn't get no J. I couldn't get no JMC comments. I couldn't shout out we, my boy we, Nick one we, we still we still gave him gave them a WrestleMania length episode. So regardless of you having comments or not, we were still able to talk it out. So on Instagram, you can follow me at True Hill underscore uh, Epic SP three. Uh, YouTube channel, like, share, and subscribe. All the great videos we talked about before. Uh, True Hill, he is the name of the YouTube channel. Check out our very good friend, our contributor to our YouTube channel, Jimmy Macaram on YouTube, as well as Battle Club Pro, iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor. You can find us at True Hill Heat. So next week, we'll have a very special, another social distancing part two episode of True Hill Heat for True Hill Heat 68 our post-WrestleMania episode next week with Top Guy JJ and Miss Chrissy Love. So, for the princess of all the True Hills, for our resident True Hill alcoholic, I am the True Hill Phenom SP3. Until True Hill Heat 68, we are signing off for True Hill Heat 67. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend. Until next time. Tighten up! Tighten up!